Hello and welcome to the Fighter Pilot Podcast. I am your host, Vincent Aiello. If you are a longtime listener, you know we build this program as the, quote, internet radio show that explores the fascinating world of air combat, the aircraft, the weapon systems, and as we always like to say, most importantly, the people. And if you've listened more recently, you know that last month my brother Rocky died due to injuries sustained in a tragic motorcycle accident. Well, in my grief, I revisited an interview about Tiger Cruises that Rocky and I recorded with our oldest brother, Kai, back in the summer of 2019. And this was based on experiences the three of us enjoyed on the USS Nimitz back in the fall of 2003 when I was assigned to Strike Fighter Squadron 97. Well, unfortunately, parts of those audio files were corrupted. This was back before I converted to my current foolproof system. And so I never turned the interview into an episode, hoping the three of us would have a chance to get together and try again. Well, since that's impossible now, I asked our producer, Bernie, to do his best to make these existing files at least passably tolerable, and he did his best, and any remaining audio faults are mine and not his. So a couple quick caveats before we listen. You'll hear my oldest brother, Kai, refer to me by my real first name, Eller. Bet you didn't know that. Vincent is my middle name. If you listen on headphones, you might notice Kai and I are biased left and right with Rocky's audio in the middle. You might also hear some interruptions. We were recording at Rocky's house with all our families there. They were having a pool day and we were upstairs enjoying ourselves. And so that's just normal. And of course, you'll hear the three of us carrying on like only brothers do because we were the best of friends. And Kai and I and the rest of the family miss Rocky so dearly. So please enjoy this discussion on Tiger Cruises as a tribute to our fallen brother, Rocky, who we lay to rest the day this bonus episode airs, July 12th, 2021. Rest in peace, brother. All right, you guys. Well, I have been trying to get this episode since probably the beginning. So welcome, everyone, to the Fighter Pilot Podcast. I am joined by my two biggest fans and two best friends of all times. I have my brothers, Kai and Rocky. What's up, guys? Hey, thank you for that. Yeah. That's how do you I mean, two biggest geez. fans and what was the other part? My best friends. I mean, come on. All right. Totally well, true. Both right. accurate, I'd say. Well, true. we are going to try to get through this without laughing too much, but we are talking tiger cruises today. But before we do, you guys have listened to the show. Do you still listen to the show? Yes. Okay. I know Rocky Why are you so busy. Hey, Rocky doesn't. He doesn't have a commute anymore. Um, no, so. I don't. It's beautiful. I, All right. When you used to listen to this show, you know that we always start with a little background on yep. our guests. Okay. Now, Kai, being the elder brother, we will begin with you. Tell us where you're from, what you've done your whole career. And when it comes to where you were born and raised, we can leverage that. Rocky, when it's your turn, because guess what? We were all there. That's together. right. So, true, true story. Anyway, start in very broad strokes at the beginning. And what are you doing now? Thank you. So uh, somehow I got myself... So I've been more of the engineering mind my, okay. my whole life. I like to take things apart and try and put them back together. But most recently, I, I'm responsible for product development at a company that does mobile biometric equipment. And okay. um, my career has always been sort of product development or engineering of some sort. So okay. uh, that's what I'm doing now. Well, but you cut right to the end. So I never mm-hmm. told the listeners where I'm from, actually. So you can do it for us. Where were you born and raised? Well, Southern California, born and okay. uh, raised in the Central California area. All right. Predominantly in Northern California for most of my career in Southern Oregon. Okay. Uh, for some of that, White Sands Missile Range for a little bit of that. Yeah. Las uh, Vegas, I think, for a very short spell. There, there was a stint we, we, we uh, were, in 93. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. That was good times. Because we remember you were quite 
happy during that time. That seemed like a good period of your that life. That would imply so. that I'm not happy the other day. <laughs> I, I don't like where you're going with that. For the listener, I don't agree with any of that. Oh, okay. The, the happiness, right. yes. But I remember just... you're very happy there. Yeah. Wow. That's just saying. All right. Now, the middle out. brother. Rocky, which, by the way, when we get to the end, you'll have to explain, because that's kind of a call, call sign. Call sign it yeah. is. Yeah, even though. So, anyway, uh, you also born in Southern California, raised with us. Canoga Park, specifically. Yep. 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 68. Don't know if I should call that out or not. Well, but... now we know. Well, they're going to see your gray hair. Yeah, in the pictures oh, yeah anyway, clearly. So. Yep. All right. Yep. What did you do as a professional? As a professional? I don't know. I'm still trying to become one, I guess. <laughs> well, I tried to become a professional racer, motorcycle racer, right, anything two with two wheels. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't work out. Couldn't make enough money doing it, so I ended up taking a hobby and turned it into a passion, if you will, turn into making a living out of it, which doesn't stink either. And so you've worked in the two-wheel industry for most of your adult life. You currently are in Southern California with a company that's up and coming and making strides in, in that regard. All right, excellent. Well, you guys, harken back, if you will, 16, God forbid, years to the USS Nimitz. Yes. We, the three of us, were participants of a Tiger Cruise. For me, it was the last week of my deployment. For you guys, it was a week of your lives where you came out. But let's start at the beginning. And this being the Fighter Pilot Podcast, we have to tie it into how does it relate to military aviation. Good beer. Thank you, Rocky. Uh, <laughs> but let's start with the basics. And I'm not necessarily going to call either one of you out, whoever wants to answer. But what is a, quote, Tiger Cruise? Yeah, thanks, Rocky, for the visual on that <laughs> That's one. why we're an audio show here, because yeah, you can yeah. point to you and say, Which you is go. good, because I got the perfect face <laughs> for radio. So, <laughs> using an old joke. That's right. That I heard. So, yeah, you know, basically, I was offered the opportunity to join Vincent on the Tiger Cruise. And even before I knew Rocky also was going to come, not that it mattered, totally jumped at the chance. And my takeaway from it was always that it was an opportunity for family members, friends in the sailors' close sphere mm -hmm. to participate in some manner to see how they operated, the hardships, if you will, of being deployed away from your family, away from your friends for a brief period of time. And they certainly gave us the opportunity to, as we'll probably touch upon, go through the ship and see what they did on a daily mm -hmm. basis and so on and so forth. But it was an opportunity to get it on board spend some time with the person on a day-to-day -day basis, see what that's going on, and really be impacted by those things. It, it did have a lasting impression from me. Cool. What would you add to that, Rocky? First of all, it was like not even a question when we'd heard about it, because we'd heard years before like this type of thing happened. And it was really more of a, are you kidding me? I get to <laughs> live on an aircraft carrier with my two brothers in this particular case, which wasn't a given at the time. It was like, Wow, that sounds dreamy beyond belief because ever since I can remember, as old as I was at the time, probably started building airplanes and models of this and that and flying and destroying remote control airplanes that my <laughs> older brother, thank you, Kai, built Dang. and all those things. So from an airplane's perspective, the thought of having that opportunity to be surrounded by planes and military personnel and just being on the ship itself would have been cool enough and everything else was just awesome. So I think from the Navy's point of view, the idea is that the sailors have close family and friends, as you said, Kai, who want to know what it's like. Maybe they didn't serve. And so for a week at the end of a deployment, they come out and they spend time with their host. So I was your host. You were my tigers. And you see what a day in the life is like. To that point, we spent a week on the USS Nimitz in 2003. I appreciate what you guys are saying. For me, it's like 
get me off of this thing. <laughs> but for you guys, it's, hey, I want to go see what it's like. And we did have a good time, even though by then I'd been on that for eight consecutive months. It was it's... the tailing end of the, one of the longest cruises yeah. in Navy history. Or, no, they're not were... counting modern era. Well, there are some 10-month deployments, but for me, it was my longest. It was eight months. My middle son, Anthony, who's out jumping in your pool right now, Rocky, thank you, who's 16 and looking like a miniature adult. He was gestating the entire time, so it was a long deployment. You guys came out and you had a chance to see what it was like, and it was fun because we had a chance to show off, essentially, the sailors, if you will, and you had a chance, I would say, to see where your taxpayer dollars go. Well, it certainly made paying taxes. Your career has always made paying taxes better. I just go, (laughs) oh, good, I get to write a check for Eller's Jet Fuel, sorry, Vincent's Jet Fuel, I'm good to go. And this should keep them, bad. Yeah, yeah this should keep them flying for a little bit. Yeah. Well, plus we're like walking commercials. Anybody that would listen, I was telling about this experience, the energy and the professionalism, ah. the camaraderie, oh. and you're like, are you kidding me? If I'd been younger, it's like, sign me up, put me in. I want to <laughs> do this. So you became ambassadors and recruiters oh, for the doubt. Navy. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember, yeah. by the way, how many Tigers were out there? I don't know the numbers, but there was quite a few. I think there was several hundred. It was an impressive number. The ship was still able to function, mm-hmm. still provide bunks to everybody, and I don't right. think anybody was hot bunking. I don't think so. Meaning having, having to swap, having like to swap port bunks, and starboard. Yeah. yeah, that's disturbing. Yeah, I know five thousand was a number that stuck in my head, but I know that was when the carrier was at normal operation and whatnot. But it seemed like it was four or five hundred. I thought. I think it was thirteen hundred on that particular smokes, which way, is yeah, believable. Right. So to your point, Kai, when the three of us were in my stateroom, I don't remember if my roommate left, but I had a two-man stateroom. Yeah. Whether he left or went to a different room, but what we did was one of you took the other bunk. Well, you two took the regular bunks, and then I slept on a cot. Conversely, Kai, your son Jonathan, who deployed, uh-huh. when your other son Christopher went into a Tiger Cruise with him, yeah. he slept in Jonathan's berthing, which I think was like a 100 or 200 man berthing, yeah. and they found a bunk for him. And what they do is they allow the people who maybe don't have close family to leave the ship a week early, and then the Tigers can take their bunks. And then, of course, they have a bunch of. Yeah, note to cots. parents. Keep your kid in school. Make them officers. The Tiger Cruise is better. <laughs> well, so yeah, good, good point. So you may not endear yourself with a, but I, it's accurate nonetheless. I mean, that we were spoiled rotten. That was part of the problem. Well, we didn't want to get off after the. Yeah. There were many aspects of what you refer to as spoiled rotten. What I refer to as experiencing the appreciation that was given to those that have achieved a higher rank. Something that. He had to earn. It's not like, oh, he won the lottery or this or that. That's true. It's performance-driven. I I think the military is one of the last places in society that's like that. And so certainly the higher the rank, the greater the privilege and the pay, but also the responsibility. Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. All right. Who is eligible to participate on Tiger Cruises and who is not? Trick question. Can I answer this one? Yeah. So I want to thank you, if I never have before, for keeping me safe for the better part of at least a year, maybe longer, because... A few years prior to that, I got my dream motorcycle, the GP, remember the TZ250? The GP, the pure, I was preparing for a huge motorcycle race out at Willow Springs that was just before the Tiger Cruise. And because of that, if I had a cast, I could not go on the Tiger Cruise. So in the back of my head, leading up to that event, I am not weeding myself on a motorcycle. And I'm sure I would have otherwise wide myself to the moon, left, you know, parts still out in the in the, in I, the I seem to recall the desert. Yeah, this is not the motorcycle podcast, but I seem to recall that was the one bike that somehow terrified you, like yeah. on a regular basis. Yeah, well, the true fact is, no kidding. 
as much as I loved racing that year, everything leading up to that event was, I cannot crash, I cannot crash. Because I knew, you made it very clear, if you're in a cast, you're not going on the right. Tiger Cruise. And then we found out why you're going up and down stairs that are ridiculously narrow, crazy steep, and you need to have all your faculties about you. We have said on the show before, a carrier is not built for ADA spec. Everyone can do it no matter what your mobility. It's for able-bodied young men and women. Yeah. I seem to recall that it was friends and families, American citizens. I think you had to have your citizenship. As you mentioned, it was some years ago, but you had to submit information so they could verify who you were, you know, what your... um, motivations were for being there, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't remember. Um... Sure. Well, I think if my punch is correct, that's like a CYA type of thing. Like mm-hmm. the Navy is going to collect 1,300 of these forms from you. Mm-hmm. And then if something happens, they can look back and say, oh, well, he admitted to having heart trouble or whatever else. But mm-hmm. yeah, the idea was they didn't want to bring someone out who was not mobile or had heart problems or was pregnant. So you couldn't have any of those. You couldn't have very old and you couldn't have very young. You had to be at least eight years old. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, although I have to think someone is creatively cutting around this, especially for a spouse who doesn't change their name, but you couldn't have your spouse come out because it's not the love boat, and so they don't want <laughs> babies being named Nimitz eight months, nine months later, now, ten months. And so uh, you couldn't have your spouse or significant other, but family, friends, eight years old to whatever the upper age was, mobile, healthy, etc. And then do you guys remember any screen? I think you were touched on it, Kai. There's just some... Yeah, there there were definitely some some documentation that you needed to fill out ahead of time and and with enough time uh, for them to do the background checks. I think that um, in a lot of ways, it was my first exposure to a U.S. government uh, inquisition or investigation. (laughs) So for me, everything was through the lens of, oh, these guys are out there. We had, I had so much respect for the U.S. military and this volunteer force that exists. So I'm so glad to see that they're doing this. How can we make this better? It was quick to respond. And, you know, let's not make their life any harder. So, you know, anything they asked for was full narrative forms, that sort of thing. So, I mean, to me, it was uh, not a big deal. Maybe okay. Was. That was two years after 9-11, by the way. Yeah. So the fact that they were doing it at all is amazing. And to, I think it was your point, Rocky, earlier, I had prior to that deployed twice. But for whatever reason, they did not have a Tiger Cruise on my very first deployment. On my second deployment, I left early, but I don't think they have one then either. Just while I'm thinking about it, this deployment was on the West Coast. So I was based in the war at the time. And you guys marked the ship where? Sorry, Mikey Key, right? Yeah, 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 you threw me off there for a second. I used my sorry, naval term. Yeah. Neither of you guys served, by the way. So that's no, important. As you know, I don't believe living life with regrets, but that is definitely going to be always be a little bit of a, a hollow spot there because I was too pig-headed at 18. <laughs> if, I was, if I couldn't be front seat, I wasn't going to go at all. And that was probably a mistake, but um, it is what it is. But I wish I had. And that trip for sure, like I said, that trip, anybody I could tell about it was, yeah. I just touched on it, the professionalism, the energy, the passion, the enthusiasm, watching that whole machine work while we were there, every yeah. aspect of it, the flying especially. I mean, even the stuff that happened below was just, it was humbling. I mean, it was just one of those things like, it made you dash at the risk of being super happy. You could not be a proud American at that moment. Like, it was so cool to see. Yeah. No, I, I, I know we're kind of segueing around. Oh, but my takeaway, after being on the fight back in, I forget, at the time I wasn't that much older, you know, I wasn't like old, but as I feel right now, maybe, but... <laughs> The age of the flight deck. These were 18 to 22-year-old kids running around with such professionalism. It left such a profound effect on me. And again, this is kids that volunteered. And I don't think because they had to, as maybe some people might say in in today's modern press, because they wanted to and to serve. I was so, such a proud American at that moment. If I could have, I would have gone up and shook every one of their hand and just say, thank you. It was truly... uh, one of the lasting impressions, the professionalism on that on that carrier from top to bottom, and especially exhibited by the enthusiasm of those on the flight deck. 
was impactful. And especially, I would add to that, at the end of an eight-month deployment, which at that point, the end is in sight, mm. we're almost home, we just want to get home, and yet we still have to play the game for another week, but it's well worth it, and that's good. And so, the original question that I ended up distracting my own self to you, Rocky, was that on my East Coast deployments, sometimes the way they do the Tiger Cruises is they'll pull the ship into, say, Florida, offload some people, and offload some Tigers, and then float up to Norfolk, let's say. But in your case, you do, and your 1,298 friends, embarked in Hawaii, and you spent the next, what, week, right? Getting to San Diego. And then short week. Right. It was too short. Yeah. Way too short. And then the funny part is, the day before we pulled in, oh I bailed. No, that was pretty surreal, too. Oh. So, first of all, just I hate to have all these thoughts. I don't want to miss it. They pretty much promised us after two days we'd be begging to get off. Yeah, so I like, warned you guys you might get bored. Oh, man, Sorry, guys. Yeah. I think it was the, the literally pulling up to the dock there in Coronado. Mm-hmm. And Kai goes, do we really have to get off? <laughs> Well, life is simple out there, right? Yeah. There's only so far you can go. Yeah. And then 1,000 feet or 250 feet horizontally or vertically, you eat what's served, you do what's available. And that's that's what I meant earlier by spoiled rotten, by the way. A big part of it was like you could eat all the time and it was good. And mid I mean, how fun was that? We basically just adopted Vincent's schedule from day one. And that included, there was a laundry, there was the gym. Yeah. And then on the normal, well, you know, basically get a, a good night's sleep. You're on some sort of weird... I sleep for eight hours, take a nap, but there's eating in between. Yep. It was weird. Sleep till you're hungry, eat till you're tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and one of the rules they have is that the tiger host cannot fly while you're there because apparently someone showboated once and murdered himself, and Oof. so they don't allow that anymore. So when you were there, I didn't fly. And we'll get to the air show in a minute, but what oh, I was yeah. asking a moment ago was the day before the ship pulled into Coronado, I actually flew off. And I think, did you guys end up having a spot on Walter's? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 It was one ridiculous. One of the most surreal moments of my life because yeah. as a sibling to a fighter pilot, you don't get to go and like get in the backseat with them. That was something we would have both probably done better. <laughs> yeah. Not but, available, sorry. But you get very little contact. The fighter pilot is a very much a professional first. It's a very serious business, as Eller, uh, Vincent, sorry, you have to edit that out. Uh, as Vincent's explained on, on a multitude of occasions. So it was the first time, A, to see him in his native land. It was like seeing a bird fly in the carrier. Oh, yeah, but that's where he's supposed to do off the carrier. And it was still surreal. Like the all the years leading up to that, it was surreal. At- all the different places that we were fortunate enough to visit. We had to see it land once in a while. Various spaces, exactly. Yeah. But it was still, for sure, like you said, because it, on the carrier, it was a completely different animal. That was in its natural element. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, that is and not... now I'm removed from it in my retired state. On that note, let me jump off script for a second. Because Beth, who was just in here replenishing our refreshments, thank you, honey, was on the show. And we talked about what it's like for the family. But... We didn't really talk to brothers and parents. What has it been like for you guys? So here we are recording. What is today? August 3rd, 2019. Mm-hmm. A couple of days ago, July 31st, a F-18 pilot from Lemoore yep. crashed and was killed. The three of us have been very close. Which I still made me sick to my stomach, by the way, when I saw that. Somebody yeah, actually I'm came, sure. Someone actually came in and told me at work, and it was still that same, just that rotten and, and that's my question how did you guys deal with that i mean you know all of us are subject to threats and when you two get in the car it's as dangerous frankly on the southern california freeways as it is in, for me and my airplane but uh, we also agree. aviation is dangerous how did you guys handle that well i disagree with your statement about aviation and being as dangerous as the car 
I don't have as many friends as you have that have passed away in the mm-hmm. car. So Fair. again, I'm going to disagree with that. But first of all, we would end up talking to each other. I agree completely. I think we're very close as siblings, which I don't think I've taken for granted, but it's something I've recognized as we've gotten older and been very appreciative of that. Secondly, it was extremely rough because not only would I see it on the news, everybody else, because it's not like I was kept a closed mouth and didn't go, oh, my brother's a fighter pilot. Oh, yeah, he's a top gun instructor. <laughs> people that I know and people have airplanes all our life. That's right. Like even my one of my best friends that's an airport administrator in San Francisco, you know, he would ask and just recently asked about Lamar or something. It was very much, oh, my gosh, and we'd always look for a name or we'd call each other. Have you heard from Edmondson mm-hmm. lately? Is it? So the question was, how were we dealing with it? We dealt with it, or I dealt with it, with I would try not to alarm my mother. I would try and get facts, and I would be very cognizant of what it was that was going on. So, yeah. But I was, I felt super fortunate to be able to call up Rocky over here on the couch and say, what have you heard, or mm-hmm. have that. Thank God yeah. it wasn't you, but certainly to the family and friends that you knew that happened. Mm-hmm. Felt for them, you know, immensely as well. Yeah. Well, it has even hit close to home. I mean, obviously, if it had ever been me, I'm sure you guys would have been devastated if I can put words in your mouth. But Rocky, we had a situation where a good friend of mine who I've Mm -hmm. mentioned on the show, Dukes, was involved in a midair collision. Tighten me up on this. You knew, what, a cousin of the other guy in that crash? Is that right? Yes. And so that struck home to you. It still does, actually. And you had met Dukes, by the way, in Fallon. So I actually knew both of them, and it still hurts a lot. Like, just knowing it's too close to home, for starters. And these are young guys, and they're guys that you look up to, and it's something you wish you could do, you wish you had done. And then you know how it affects their families, their moms, their dads, their yeah. siblings, or their kids, et cetera. And it's a real deal. Yeah. Like, it's a tough one. I remember during my retirement speech at the end of 2016 on the Carl Vinson aircraft carrier, when I was making some remarks about the people you know in this business and the people you lose. I happened to glance down at you in the front row and I had mentioned Dukes and I saw your wife lean over and say something to you and you had a kind of pained look in your eyes. And so I didn't intend to uh, instill that in you, but certainly as the point as I was trying to make in the speech at the time to my children is that this can be a very rewarding business, but it's also fraught with risks and dangers and you always hope it'll happen to someone else, not you, but you never want it to happen. And anyway, I'm painting myself in a corner, but it's dangerous business, no doubt about it. As is motorcycle riding, arguably. No, of course, anything that is uh, that is going to give you that much of a rush and a thrill and, and is that exhilarating is also obviously fraught with the ultimate. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, how long does the Tiger Cruise last or how long did ours last in 2003? Not long enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would just say a week, but I honestly can't remember if it was five full days, six full days, seven full days. For sure, it wasn't long enough, and that's the part that's still funny to this day. We really, sincerely, not just saying it, we didn't want to get off, and it's partially because everyone was so awesome and treated us yeah. like family because they were like, oh, the Jellos," and they saw the, there you go. That's right. And even when you left, by the way, I think once I got accused of being you, which was <laughs> <laughs> made me feel like a king or was about as good as a king uh, that someone would think I was cruising around the carrier still and why was I still there when I was supposed to fly off and the fact that they just 
even after you'd left, I think we still played Halo. We what? still went to the ready room. We still yeah. went to yeah. Med Rats. Well, That's again. Correct. It was the 20, not quite 24 hours, I think, between when I left and when the ship pulled in. We were all close friends at that point. Yeah. 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 Well, you, well, a, we were the Jell-O. So Vincent, <laughs> call sign Jell-O. And then as soon as his uh, you know, cohorts in crime there met us, he's like, oh, it's the Jell-O's. <laughs> now, Rocky so could probably good. put on a flight suit and get in with a helmet and a dark visor. Which is probably why Eller wear, or sorry, Vincent wears a yellow visor. I would have done that for the record <laughs> yeah. too. If I'm being completely honest here for a quick second, I absolutely had plans to do that. But the only thing that kept me from doing it was the fact that it would destroy your career, or I would have been in a plane. Trust me. Did, just, you, did you fly off on a single seater? I did. Well, the squadron I was in at the time was single seater. Yeah, yeah, so. See. You could have. So, <laughs> I, I didn't say I was going to fly off in it. I'm not, no, 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 no. Left me on the carrier but without would, having to explain it. But I would have been had to tell for this. We have one less tiger checking off the ship. Into, so I think it's worth mentioning on this radio style show that my next closest brother, Rocky, who is two years older than me, looks like a twin. In fact, you and I have been accused of being twins on several occasions. <laughs> yes, my favorite yeah. response to someone who does that, usually a waitress or a bartender, I'll say, well, no, we're two years apart. And they'll inevitably say, well, which one's older? Yeah. And I'll always say, guess. You know, yeah, guess. And they'll look at Rocky, they'll look at me, they'll look at Rocky, they'll look at me. It's you. And they look at me, I'm like, dang it. That's not true anymore, by the way. And it is sad because it didn't happen for way too yeah, many years. Yeah. But I promise you we should try yeah. it again because you're safe now. It's sad for me. I never got accused of it. Well, <laughs> somehow, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, but, you know, I always blamed it on the night traps. Mm. Because the day traps are fun, the night traps take mm-hmm. years off your mm-hmm. life. But you look, uh, yep. shall I say, more distinguished than I do now. I'll leave it at that. Thanks and, for that. Uh, I'm only two years behind you, so if, if I'm following your footsteps, I too will be very distinguished on my dome here soon. <laughs> so we talked about how long it is. We talked about where you get on, where you get off. We talked about where you sleep. What do you do? What did we do? What didn't we do? <laughs> so first of all, they have... An itinerary for the tigers, right? So you get to play with all kinds of stuff. Not like go crazy with an M50 or you know anything like that. Um, I forget what the actual yeah, whatever. A gun, a big a gun, fifty cal, fifty cal. I still want to fire them. Yeah, <laughs> Rocky had visions of uh, whatever that movie get was with Tom get Cruise. Some. Get some. Um, I think we might have watched Top Gun in the ready room. I think some of the other tigers would join us in that. But there was an itinerary that would put you through. Uh, they had some games and things that uh, investigative things, so you could learn more about the carrier. Right. Again, I probably wanted to, you know, go see the uh, power of the ship, and that was an off limits thing. Which on was. this particular ship, it was nuclear power. So yeah, yes, I want to keep those doors closed. I wanted to go see that. <laughs> but there wasn't much that was off limits. That to this day, that's what blows my mind. Like. Oh, hospitality is the wrong word, but how open and willing. And, well, and wait a minute. Maybe it was, and you just don't know. Oh, <laughs> but it was spectacular. Like, I mean, who gets to get invited out to the landing signal officer's platform or, or vulture's oh. row or up where yeah. the literally well, driving the ship? Well, like, first of all, those LSOs, they have thrill issues. Oh, They're man. They're like five feet from yeah. crashing airplanes <laughs> onto a flight deck. It's the highest crash, guy. Controlled said, crash. Yeah. It's the highest energy I've ever felt. I think the only thing you could compare that to is like a top fuel dragster if you've ever been sure. 15, 20 yards away from one of those when it takes off. But 
Yeah, the energy in and around that area is indescribable. If you, oh, and to be that close was pure magic. How do they work 1,300 tigers out on the LSO platform? Or did you guys get, I don't remember. Oh, I, I you think you were uh, spoiled. Is my, I, we were, like, the reference, spoiled. It, right. Okay, yeah. so first of all, so this podcast of yours, that you never talk about yourself, which is always <laughs> peculiar yeah, to I'm me. Because you just don't, okay? If you want to keep it that way, that's fine. It's about the subject. first of all, yeah, and, right, it's the subject. But for the listener, this is Kai speaking. Okay. <laughs> Best part of the Tiger Cruise, I can sum it up this way. When Vincent wasn't around, other flight officers would come up and say, oh, you're a Jella? That you're Vincent's brother? Wow, he is really sharp. Oh. He is really good. That was more meaningful. I don't know if that happened yeah. there. No, when, you're right. Couple, and I was just like, yeah, he doesn't say anything about it. How you doing? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I bolted the other day. It was horrible. Yeah. I focus yeah, on the negative. Oh That's gosh. what we do. In the ready room with the, uh, um, and now I'm going to get frustrated because of all the terminology, which I could have told you 14, is fine. 13, 12 years ago, because I remembered it up until it seems just recently. But in the ready room where they had the scoreboard with how many traps, how many launch. The green yeah. board. The green, oh, thank you. Right. Thank the green you, thank board. You. Yes. And, and I remember you and I are looking at each other going, he doesn't tell us any of this. He doesn't talk about this. It's like, you got it. But they hold themselves to these impossible standards. And then to see how phenomenal he had done over the period of that cruise. And it's like, are you serious? Like, you can't, unless you're on that ship and be able to see the ready room and, the, and all of that, it's hard to describe. Well, it's part of the, the mystique of the professionalism of these yeah. guys. Because it's not just him. It's, it's all of them. They don't allow themselves to celebrate the, the, too long. The humbleness is uh, was definitely on display in full force, and it was it was humbling, quite honestly, to yep. see it. And yeah. again, extremely proud. It makes you just appreciate what you guys have gone there. Well, we spent a great deal of time on this show debunking, if you will, dispelling Hollywood. Because if you take their points of view, then every fighter pilot is an egomaniac. But in reality, we're just normal people. And I, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I try not to toot my own horn too much, but... Yeah, well, once or twice okay. would be okay. We should talk about his retirement if you want to talk about oh, like, That's yeah. when they're real. But that's a whole other probably podcast. <laughs> we have but, to bring you guys back yeah, for that yeah. one. Anyway, getting back on task. So on a typical day, I might take you guys to where the catapult gear was yeah. or the we'll arresting start, gear. Well, or up we to start the, off with FOD, right? We got FOD patrol. Ah, Ford FOD object debris. Patrol. Yes. I just like being on the ship. Like, it didn't matter. You yeah. put me in a small room. If I could see the sea and the sky, I was like, I was stoked to be on there. I mean, truthfully, right? Yeah. Like, and then the fact that you could walk in the hangars and just be around airplanes and airplane stuff. Anything there uniform is good. Flags everywhere. And Remember the bombs? On the uh, bombs are always good. Bombs and guns and... Also, we were always like, what's that? What's yeah. that? What's Everything that? was what's new that? and fresh and, and yeah. to finally like, see it in real oh, life. Well, like, hey, maybe this podcast is because of us on the Tiger. Ah, see, that's why I started. That's right. <laughs> so, yes, we went to all the different places up to the bridge, like you said, where they steer the ship. And, Rock, you and I remember uh, Kai, <laughs> a fond memory of him suddenly looking very pensive. And someone asked him, what are you doing? I'm contemplating my life. Yeah. <laughs> It was a beautiful moment, and it was half joking, half serious. Oh, oh boy. I was pretty serious. For you two, I mean, for me, I just lived on that dang thing for seven and a half months, but for you two, it's like a whole different world, right? I mean, 
but so different than your day-to-day lives. Okay, well, first of all, part of the Tiger Cruise, they pull up a resupply ship, and the two ships are side-by-side, which is something you... Underway replacement. There you go. <laughs> and we're up there. I think we're in the... What's it called? The basically... The bridge. The bridge, and... I'm asking somebody something, and you're giving me answers. And I looked at you, and I was like, well, how do you know that? And you're like, oh, yeah, I've done that. I was like, what? That was like, part of our training was to steer the I, ship. I, I steered the ship while we replenished. And I was like, what? <laughs> Who are you, and what have you done with Vincent? And why are you steering the ship? I thought you flew an airplane. What's going on here? This <laughs> was very confusing. And now that yeah. I think about it, I'm more confused now. There was, <laughs> You know what it, I think a huge part of it? It's, everything was so fresh, so exciting. So the cable... The stinking cable that the mm-hmm. airplanes would trap, like even seeing that for the first time and realizing that it's not fishing line, it's actually bigger than my forearm right. and you can't pick it up if you tried. And after, again, sorry that I've lost this stat because it stuck with me for 100. Every 100 traps, they throw the thing over the side of the ship and it becomes a little tiny reef for yeah. some That's creatures down it, whatever. But even that stuff was cool. Like, it was just so awesome to see all that. I don't think it was going to get boring for quite a while. I don't think it did. Do you remember the night I grabbed my helmet and night I found you two, two helmets? Oh, and we put on our... I'm uh, glad that you have a big head because <laughs> I have a fat head. We put on, what did we do? We put it on night vision MVGs. goggles and went yeah. up on the flight deck at night, didn't we? Yes, so we did. I oh. didn't know there were so many stars. No. It, Made me want to be an astronomer. It was spectacular. Wow. And we sat yeah. there, I don't know, it felt like a few hours. And again, didn't get old. It was just kind of like, why can't we do this more often? Why don't we have access? Which, again, I think the realization like, hey, this is cool when you're sitting here with your best friends. But if someone was firing a rocket at you and you're up there flying above enemy hostile territory and you had these on, Gets real pretty quick, oh, too. Yeah. No, it well, certainly does. I'm sure I could come visit your job, Rocky, and you would make it seem all somehow <laughs> glorious. <laughs> I, if you come to visit me, I'm sure I'll paint a pretty picture to make it all glorious. Yeah. There's challenges with any. Sure. All right, let's talk about the air show. Oh, because yeah, that was good. You already work. mentioned the word bombs, and they yeah, have, I have a picture of you, Rocky, with your head right next to <laughs> at least a 500 pound, might have been a thousand pound bomb. But they have an air show out the carrier. Have you ever seen an air show quite like that? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been to a lot, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Right. More than I can remember. The two was, of you, I think, we were, were there, there in 1978 at we my were, very first. We were there yeah. at Point Magoo sure. yep. when the SR-71 flew by. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember the diamond-shaped exhaust. It was spectacular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, we've been to many of those. What's we, different about the air show on a Tiger Cruise? Oh. Well, it's like it's like everything else. Is that you get you're so up and close to everything, and I hate to spoiled isn't what I mean, but I think everyone can kind of understand. Like when you're when you want to be involved in aviation, and all you ever wished in your entire life was you could be a pilot, and they let you get as close as we were to all this stuff. It was as close and as awesome as you could get except for actually flying yourself. Mm -hmm. So to be feet away from a plane catapulting or trapping and and live ammunition and those types of things. And when that cannon went off, I think that was the first time I'd heard a cannon of an F-18 in real life in my own ears. It was just... You can't, it's so visceral. You can't describe that to anybody. I think the hairs just stood up again on my arms. (laughs) Honestly, there's just so much raw energy 
And it just added to the experience. And it was a circus of everything, airplanes, helicopters, right. humans, and people. And then they let some crazy guy fly by at supersonic. And then there's Plus that. Mach 1. It yes. was, yeah. And you're was, a few hundred yards awesome. from it instead of. Way, yeah. I have to tell you about that flyby because Edge Harshini, who was in my squadron, I've lost track. I don't know where he is now. The two warm-up air shows we did before the Tigers embarked, for whatever reason, he couldn't get over the number. And right. people should think, oh, the F-18 is supersonic, has no problem. Well, it kind of does. You, It doesn't just go supersonic. You have to do it in a dive and then level off and all this. See, he went by that day. It. Well, yeah, that's Did true. he get a new nickname? Or did he get a new no, call? No, was too far before Subsonic that. Nick. But he, right? <laughs> semi? He goes, he goes fly, there is like a semi. But he goes flying by, and then we hear it, and then you feel it, don't you? Yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. But to your point, Rocky, what they did was they dropped smokes in the ocean about a mile and a half a beam of the ship and then they fired the m61 cannons yeah, at it yeah. and then dropped bombs on it yes and it so you see an explosion you hear the gun and then you feel it and it's not like anything you'll ever see at a shore-based air show no, no, that was unfortunate. They should do more of that. I'm yeah, not sure. their attendance would go up if they did. Wasn't yeah. there a huge round of applause too when he when they came by and because it was and we didn't know at that time that he had failed to break the speed of sound two other times. Like the crew, there was the like crew this, was, and was it was clapping. Well, we yes. were worried. Yeah. <laughs> so they were relieved. Like, oh, yeah. I didn't think. Yeah, the F fourteen never had any trouble, but yeah. the F eighteen it needs to plan its dive just right. But he hit it that day, and that's when that counted. It's sea level, so it's yeah. going to be a little bit Oh, it's, yeah, it's 700 and some odd miles per hour. So, right. Yeah, so the air show is phenomenal. You feel it, you see it, you hear it, and it's bombs, it's bullets, it's again, super solid all of this underlying the air show, again, everything is punctuated by a professionalism that mm -hmm. is exhibited or on display 24-7. Mm -hmm. You're in the midst mm -hmm. of it, and that's, right. to me, was always the takeaway. It was how well it was put together or how well, right. and it could have been that all the Tigers are well behaved too. That could have been a part of it. Who knows? Yeah. But, but you never idea. got a sense that it was put on. Like there was, mm. and I'll get this wrong, but it seemed like, you know, 12 <laughs> different colored shirts. And I know there's at least, and I have also lost that memory, but six or seven, eight different colored, purple, red, yellow, green. Oh, yeah, we talked about that. And, and all these folks have a specific job. Yep. And like you touched on, it seems like it's complete chaos, yet perfectly choreographed. And you you nailed it. It's like, I want to give that guy a big bro hug. Like, thank you for what you do, Dan. Because you're literally throwing yourself in front of, in harm's way every single day. Yeah. It was completely chaotic, hot, loud. There's so much stuff that should go wrong. And it almost never did, thank mm. God. Because they're true professionals and hold themselves to these impossible standards. And it didn't matter what they were doing on the ship it just made it that much more impressive yeah. well there are men and women out somewhere in the world right now doing that very thing god bless them mm -hmm. yes. and the fact that you do hear about the other day an aircraft crashing lets you know that when it happens it's rare enough that it makes the news and that's i guess a good thing yeah but certainly not a good thing because that pilot we now have learned perished and that comes with the territory i don't mean to belittle or 
not give that enough respect, but it's in his family. To that point, the Wingman Foundation, who are friends of ours, they are responding as they do. And so we are going to help them as much as we can. All right. So day in, day out, you lived, as you said before, like I did. We went to the things that I went to. You went to Midrats, which is midnight rations, right? So everybody knows about breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Midrats is what? Roughly midnight? Yeah. (laughs) Midnight. We didn't miss a night. Well, there were sliders. (laughs) <laughs> ah, there was everything. Yes. There was officer. Uh, the dog, yes. Because the dog not looking like anyway. Yes. So yep. And then there were movies. And I think Rocky, you said the word Halo before, right? So oh, thank this God for was Xbox. 2003. Yeah. So we had three or four Halo boxes all connected in different ready rooms with TVs, and you'd have this epic four on four or bigger battle and you'd be yelling at each other through the bulkheads. Yeah. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Boy, that was good. Yeah. Remember that the three of us get together. We're usually having a good time. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> stick us on a ship yeah. where we can't do anything else yeah. uh, or can do lots of things, but mm-hmm. work together without any external distractions. Like you might've heard on this podcast earlier <laughs> today while getting refreshments. Yeah. So we took advantage of it and uh, slept very little. Starting yeah. with when we got to the stinking Hawaii. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness. Yes. I should have I should have been squirreling away some extra hours sleep a month leading up to that. Yeah. I did not see that comment. Did not. Well, as a warm-up to this interview, I showed you gentlemen some pictures from that day. <laughs> and lo and behold, the very first picture is us at a bar having a good time. And there's Grand, who my listener is familiar with from episode seven and elsewhere, and he's we got his hat on backwards and having a good time, and oh, I do miss it. And we, that yes, was a good crew. Right. Holy so you, guys, you two, that would be Vincent and Rocky, mm-hmm. picked me up from the airport in a convertible Mustang. I got Because that was fresh at the time. And I'm thinking, great, vacation, I'm going to get some time to catch up on my sleep. Whatever. Oh, no. No. Oh, no. This is... Shore leave on full display with Eller and his mates. We saw the sun come up, if I'm not mistaken. Several mornings in a row. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good, yeah. The first one hurt. I think by the third night, we were, we were warmed up. We were all tuned up, good to go. That's why mid-rats were important for the rest of us. Yeah. So by the time we got on the boat, it was like therapy, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, that is a lot like a regular port visit. So we actually yeah. planned that, I just want you to know, yeah. to feel like, because work hard, play hard. We talked about that on the show before. But I recall we had, what, three days together in Honolulu. Yeah. We went scuba diving. We drove to yeah. the island perimeter. We went out clearly. We went to the aquarium sushi. and Arizona sushi. Memorial. And we went to the USS Arizona. Yeah. And so, that yes, was, by the time uh, we got on the boat, we sorry. were ready to go. Had you gentlemen never seen the no, Arizona? Was my first. No. Oh, wow. No. Okay. Which it was still glad we did it, but still kind of I remember it and took it out of us. Better part of that day was like, wow, that's. It's a completely different thing when you see with your own eyes. And mm-hmm. it had a similar impact to me as when the three of us were standing on the Berlin Wall when it was still around. Yes. Oh, in 1986. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. We have these uh, moments in history punctuated with the three of us that are. It was necessary, that. but it also stung a little bit because you. I don't think it becomes real until you see that many names yeah. uh, memorialized 20, up on the wall. And, 2,300, I think. And then think about the manner and how sudden it happened. And these are all mostly younger kids that never really had a chance. Sure. And yeah. 
I think that one stuck with me. Very true. All right. And so we've talked about when I flew off, you had a chance to see that just for the record. So I flew off the ship the day before it pulled in because they want to offload the air wing. And I flew into Lamore where my pregnant wife and son were waiting. And then I got in the car, drove down to Coronado. The next morning, the USS Nimitz pulls in. I'm standing there in my service dress blues uniform, waving to you two knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> we were we made that us get off. Yeah. <laughs> we made us get But it was the opposite. You two should have been on the pier waiting yeah. for me. No, that was uh, what it was supposed to be. That yeah. was a funny moment, though, because looking down, you could see the grin from about a half a mile away. <laughs> Big split eared grin, and uh, oh, boy. I'm sure it was probably the same looking up, too. Mm-hmm. Well, pulling in at Coronado, too, is, is an amazing experience. That didn't suck. Again, the professionalism of the crew that was on boat, they line up in their dress whites. The history that's associated with the Navy, I think, has plays an enormous part, and it gets to be on display while you're on the Tiger Cruise, which is neat to be a part of, to see that. Yeah, it was really. Really neat, and that's a beautiful part of the country. Sometimes they'll have a little band. I don't know if they did that day, but there'll be balloons and banners, and it's just a very festive environment because the ship is home. Dads and moms and brothers and sons and all that are home from deployment. And I'm trying to think on that deployment, did we bring everybody home? I think so, but the sailors that had children born are the first ones that's that right. off. There's, yes. There's a whole yeah, bunch so of cool. new dads. Yeah, the new so dad. cool. There's mm-hmm. a whole bunch of that stuff, which... It was the first experience of mm-hmm. that, and that's what was mean, was also meaningful. I don't right. want to repeat impactful, mm-hmm. but it was like yes, right thing to do. Again, mm-hmm. every time you turn around, somebody's doing the right thing. Which again, I don't want to dive into some other segue into something, <laughs> but it's like, oh my gosh, can't we just all be more doing the right thing all the time? How about it? Wow. Yeah. Well, the rest of the world needs to go do a Tiger Cruise because it puts things in perspective. So well, that's clear. And insane. if they did more of those, you'd have the pipeline filled for the military, sure. certainly the Navy and Marines yeah. and so on and so forth for the next umpteen years because you couldn't do that with an able-bodied individual and them not want to have part of it, I don't think. At least maybe that's a generational well, thing. Well, I hope that's not the case. But I don't know how you could be part of that and not go, yep. Sign me up. Yeah. Speaking of that, Rocky, sorry, Kai, I have to exclude you for a moment. A little over a decade later, you and I and our wives and kids had a chance to go out and do a friends and family that cruise. That was so cool. That? Yeah. So, so explain that one very briefly. Well, it was like a mini tiger cruise. It, it was basically like a mini version with the families, with the kids. And it was rad because we already kind of knew where everything was to mm-hmm. a degree. And, and it was getting to relive it but with our little ones and Mm -hmm. it just made it really, really neat. And a lot of those same feelings came back when you're steaming along and cranking on it and able to kind of stand on the edge of the aircraft carrier and uh, everything about it, the flying, the air show. And it was pretty incredible. So you came down the night before, your wife and your two boys. Mm -hmm. Your four and my five all got up super early. Oh, was ridiculous. And went to North Island, jumped on the USS Ronald Reagan. Yep, dark still. Yep, it pulled out, went out for the day, did an air show. We had some low clouds that kind of ruined it a little bit, but still a good time. And then pulled in by what? 5 p.m., I think. It was a long day, but it was giggles and laughs all the time. Did not have mid rats that time. Unfortunately, <laughs> we still visited all the familiar places. That seems to be the takeaway. Yeah. All right. Very good. Well, on that note, what was the biggest takeaway from your all's experience? And you kind of already touched on it, but like when you think back to 2003, gosh, 16 years ago, what's your takeaway from Tiger Cruise on the Nimitz? 
I didn't think that you could be a bigger hero to me, but you became a bigger hero to me. Your crewmates, that you, the people that you interacted with, you know, it was really meaningful to me how they have viewed you as a professional. That stuck with me. The cast, the crew that was there, the men and women that served, the guys at Midrats that served with those big smiles and mm-hmm. happy to be participating and doing their jobs. Everybody was meaningful, even the littlest things to exactly. try to do laundry. Exactly. I still have the laundry bag that you gave me from that Tiger really? Tears and I use it. Yeah. Wow. 16 years later, it's still holding up above. I think wow. I had to sew it. But, yeah. uh, you know, overall, it was the professionalism. It was the time that we got to spend together. It was all the little things that you wouldn't point to. It wasn't as much as the air show was awesome in the bomb. Those were moments in time, but it was those personal moments that we got to spend together on the fantail looking out. That was the most meaningful. How about you, Rocky? I wish I could articulate all the different (laughs) thoughts going through my head right now, but it was the feeling of being part of something that was so much bigger than us or one person or a group of people that could ever do by themselves. Mm -hmm. And as Kai has touched upon and, and said perfectly, every single person had a part of that. And every single person had a big part of that because of their contributions made it so special is what it was. And it was amazing to see that. And all of that kind of then made the energy that was part of that aircraft carrier and all the ships that were on it. And and even watching that as all of those planes and the aircraft carrier became smaller and smaller with all the planes, all the wings leaving was just part of the experience. And like you say, it was just an incredibly humbling, but yet still proud experience that just, it just made you feel good. Just made you feel like an American. (laughs) Excellent. By the way, I forgot to ask you, did you guys go up on the flight deck after the air wing flew off? Yeah. Isn't that weird when it's empty? Yeah, I think there was one airplane that was still, I think it seemed like, but and that too was... I don't know, almost That's four and somehow. a half acres, by the way, of flight deck up there. Yeah. And so for it to be empty, I remember when I was more junior, there are more pilots in a squadron than aircraft. And so all the senior guys get to fly off. And so I would go up and it just had this really bizarre feeling. And yeah. also it's over. I mean, as much as you want over the whole eight months just for it to be over and go home, you just, when it is over, and all of a sudden there's that verklempt feeling of, mm-hmm. oh, is it really over? Because it's the chapter and all that. So, yeah. all right. I realize rhetorical question. Would you do it again? Oh, yeah. yeah. Tomorrow, <laughs> good to go. Ready. I'm healthy and not yeah, in a cast. I could call and say tomorrow. Yeah. You could go tomorrow. Sure. Yeah. They have God. internet now, so I, I can actually work from the crew. That's true. <laughs> uh, That's true. Yeah, I don't know if it's any better. Yeah. Even on my last deployment, it was yeah. pretty slow. But anyway. All right. I'll like even more. Final question I have prepared, and then we can just go freestyle. What advice, if any, would you give to future Tigers? There could be family members listening to this whose sons, brothers, husbands are, well, not husbands, as we described, yeah, but yeah. Uh, anyway, family members, friends are deployed, and maybe they get to do a Tiger cruise on the way home. Is there any advice you would offer to someone who's going to go do this? So my son got to invite my other son to a Tiger cruise, so I did have the opportunity to prepare him for that. Uh, first of all, again, Stay in school. Get, make sure that you're, whoever you're going to the Tiger Cruise with is an officer. That was better. But you know what? If given the opportunity to go with my son, I would have. It would have been awesome. It's top to bottom. Awesome. Top to bottom at all levels. So it's not really fair. But I would just give him to go in with a spirit of 
seeing new things and investigating new things and letting your guard down a little bit to just understand what's going on. Yeah, it was. There's so many emotions, like you touched upon, that given the opportunity, it's super proud way uh, a way of expressing or getting to share you being proud for America. It was really uh, good that way. So it reinforced a lot of that. So just go with an open heart and open mind. Beautiful. And to be fair, I don't know if other countries do something equivalent to this or not, but we are Americans, so we'll keep it in that vein. How about you, Rocky? Uh, Well, I can't believe that they're willing to take that level of risk and the ROI has got to be enormous because of all the things that we said, like literally everyone I could that would listen, I would tell about the story and show pictures and talk to people at work and younger kids, especially and all that. It was amazing. Anybody that has the opportunity to be foolish not to take it. I guess it doesn't hurt that we love airplanes. We love ships. <laughs> we love most things uh, in the military, I think, anyways. And the fact that we were together, I think, as we've said, we probably could have had fun just about anywhere. But that's a setting that makes it pretty special. It was amazing. Uh, um, yeah. We I have had fun everywhere. We have. I don't think there's any dispute Extremes. 5,000 of our closest friends on a Tiger cruise and four of us in a cabin in the middle of nowhere. Exactly. <laughs> well, and for the record, Kai, we did the same thing to you eight years later when we all went to Alaska. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, we're, we're gonna, don't worry, Kai. We're going to get plenty of sleep. We're just going to fish some. Yeah. All right, you're painting a picture like I like sleep, which I do. But <laughs> Well, you being the eldest brother, we feel some sense of obligation to make sure you're properly rested, as I like to be, too. First you guys of all, knew I'm only four years older than you and two years older than (laughs) you as I'm pointing to Rocky and the podcast when I'm pointing. Well, you also said the cruise is only four months long. If you slept half of it at some point. If you sleep 12 hours a day. Yeah, okay. That's that's what I was. If you sleep 12 hours a day, then it's only a four-month cruise. Sorry. Humans are good at rationalizing. Well, again, sleep till you're hungry, eat till you're tired. It gets you through deployment, I'm telling you. All right, guys. Well, unless you think of anything else to talk about for Tiger Cruises, we've gotten to the part where we say, what's the future hold? Which, if it's more of the same, that's fine. But we talk about call signs. So in this case, Rocky, I'm going to start with you. You, in a sense, have a call sign. Are you willing to share your real name with everybody? And if so, tell us what it is and then how your dad, I think it was, our dad, came up with Rocky. Of course. Yeah, it's Marcello, or if you're Italian, Marcello. Okay. And... I think the name would have been fantastic if I was in music, which I probably should have been and and didn't follow dad's footsteps, or if I was, uh, you know, into theater, art, (laughs) hitman, something like that. I can't think of you in any of those roles. No, no, those weren't going to work. And so he also gave me the name Rocky, as the, the story has been told many times when I was just a few weeks old if that long. So uh, dad was a character. So he demanded two names, Marcelo as well as Rocky. Rocky stuck. And that was that. There was only a few people that ever used the other name and made it tough growing up sometimes. But I guess that's kind of what gives your character yeah. and tolerance for other things in life. So I uh, wouldn't change it now. What's on your driver's license? Marcelo. Okay, so it's an alias in a sense, but it's not like legal. 9-11 didn't make it easy because then now Uh, I used to be able to get on planes and driver's license. Now all of a sudden if a ticket's booked as Rocky and the driver's license says Marcelo, it's a bit of a nightmare. Okay. But um, Mm -hmm. credit cards are Rocky and you figure out a way to work around it. Have you ever thought of just legally changing it? 
Yeah, I actually did, but I don't know. It seems like maybe one day I'll need it yet. Who knows? Takes effort. That's right. <laughs> Some bigger fish to fry. <laughs> That's exactly right. Okay. Well, we had a, on the show Paco Kirichi, who talked about the F5 Freedom Fighter and Tiger, and his was a similar situation. It was dubbed, uh, I think Francesco was his real name, but dubbed Paco at a very early age. Now, Kai, Kai D, Kai V, yeah. I mean, we've called you different things, but you've never really had a call sign per yeah. se. Kai. Yeah. <laughs> no calls. But we are a family of Kai's. Maybe we can talk yeah. about that real quick. Yeah, I, there's a, I have a cousin and an uncle, both Kai and a Kyla, uh, another mm. a niece. I guess it would be nephew and niece, really, not right. cousin. Sorry. And even on uh, Beth's side, my wife, they have a Kaya. Oh, so we have a Kyla, they have a Kaya. Yeah, the, the benefit of being on the leading edge of a popular name, I guess. Uh, <laughs> certainly no uh, Much loved, as I uh, keep saying. I don't know, it's not popularity. It's uh, just, it's... So, um, uh, yeah. All no, right. No. Well, it's not too late. We can still give you a fighter pilot call sign at some point. It's, yeah, well, uh, then, good. I'll, I'll be with Senior. I'm mean, Senior Jello. Sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> Senior Jello. Senior of the Jellos. You were the Jellos. That's we right. You were the Jellos. Oh, my heavens. What was that uh, show, show, right? Was the. Oh, gosh. Wiggles? <laughs> <laughs> Not the Wiggles. Not the Wiggles. Okay, sorry. The Sopranos or something, wasn't that? Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, that was a family. Is that something different? All right. Fair enough. (laughs) All right, bros. Well, (laughs) this has been a lot of fun, but uh, pardon shots. How are you going to turn this into a fighter pilot podcast episode? We talked about bombs and guns. Okay, I'm... I'm (laughs) I still want to fire some bombs and guns, but... I guess the small stuff we'll have to it do. It sounds like a personal problem. Yeah, it uh, that way. <laughs> the, the, I tell you, the Navy and Air Force are raising the age limit, but I'm sorry to say you're still beyond it. So. I'd still like to know why, other than 9-11, not to go into the dark side here, not to, not to go to the negative, but I have uh, several friends, acquaintances that have been in the back of F-18s with the Blue Angels. Mm-hmm. It seems like I should have been offered that privilege, being your brother at this well, for as many years. Sorry. But, well, and now, I could have, they wouldn't have had to make any extra gear, everything fit. It would have been super easy. I don't I know why. House, I don't know why this isn't just because of uh, sad series of events with the uh, national security. Yeah. I, I wish you could work on that. But now that you're not flying, it wouldn't be the same. It you would have, have a better chance now that he's uh, got a true. successful probably podcast. Probably true. That's true. Well, I, hey, if it helps, I've never been in the backseat of a Blue Angel either. Oh, okay. so, no, it doesn't help because you've been in the front and back seats of pretty much everything. So, no, that doesn't right. make you feel better. Touché. You have those right. weird colored F-18s and F-16s that you got to fly that There's way. no F-16s in the Navy. Oh, that's right. Those are models. My mistake. Does somebody on Instagram pay you to say that? Well, no, there's no, I've never. <laughs> there are. No, there are. There are F-16s. All right. Okay, I keep hearing about okay, all these Hold, on, hold on. Turn that microphone off. Okay, Eller, come on, you can tell us. Oh, sorry, Vincent, you can tell us. So you're going to have to explain to Eller. There are 14 <laughs> F-16s in the United States Air Navy. Air Force. No, Navy. Air Force. Air Force. Okay. All right, there was, no, no. There was supposed to go to the Pakistani Air Maybe Force. Maybe you could explain to us how you feed with the Air Force. But why they call them Vipers. Yeah. Could you could explain that? You need to listen to the show. Remember when he decided to fly for the Air Force for a while and fly oh, for heaven's sake. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the Fighter Pilot Podcast. We enjoy you. Well, how does that happen? I don't know. All I know is well, I love well, the F-18s. So I'd, like I'd like an opportunity to yeah. express my... Um, did you or did you not kind of join the Army to go play in Afghanistan for a year? 
No, I was still in the Navy. That was ridiculous, by the way. Like, why would you throw yourself into harm? I get it now, but at the time, I was not happy about that. Did you or did you not get your MBA while you were in Afghanistan for a year while you were playing with the Army? Slight misrepresentation, Your Honor. (laughs) Excuse me. All right. I started it in my MBA in Japan. I worked on it in San Diego, and yes, I finished it in Afghanistan. I went to Afghanistan to prove to the Navy I was healthy enough to fly again, but... Before you say anything, very calculated. The listeners don't know my story yet. Hold about on. So you, they're not so you joined today. the Air Force to fly F-16s to prove no, to the Navy wait, wait, you could fly F-18s? Right, right, did you, did, did this you, do your listeners know what percentage <laughs> of naval aviators have flown F-18s and F-16s? And I can't touch on the other subject, but do they know how many F-18 pilots have gone to Top Gun, not only as students, but also as instructors? Where are you going with this? This goes back to what Big Brother was saying earlier about, like, nobody knows these things. And as I've listened to the show, I'm thinking to myself, how come this stuff doesn't Maybe it's going to come up later. Are you going to that Area 51 thing? No. (laughs) What I'm trying to say was, I was just as impressed walking the halls of Top Gun. And as I was the aircraft carrier, like, are you kidding me? There's less than 200 people that have ever been instructors. Walking around going, best of the best of the best. All right. Right. This is Vincent Aiello. From the Fighter Pilot Podcast, now cutting off my two brothers. <laughs> okay, I still say. Yeah, all right, we're going to we, get to that one. We, day. All right, Rocky, you and I can't explain the whole F 16 thing. Mm-hmm. All right, makes perfect sense, right? <laughs> yes. Thanks. There are Instagram followers who love you right now for saying that because I've been reprimanded for even proposing that the Navy has F 16s. Why don't you just go clean on it? Okay, whatever. Four Bs, 10 As. They're a naval air station found about an hour east of Reno. Does Generally, the Navy have a ship in the middle of White Sands Missile Range or not? I don't know anything about you that. You need to look on that. They okay. actually have a USSN. Do they? Oh, yeah. And, uh, like, because it's such Holy a strange. I've shot missiles over it. Kai, we got to get you on the ship. Yes, clearly. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, at the risk of being sappy, this has been a lot of fun. It turned out to be exactly as I hoped. You guys are awesome. It's been so much fun sharing my career with you over the years. I just, I love you guys. I don't like right you back anymore. at you, buddy. Man, <laughs> I don't want it to be over is the thing. And well, at some was... point, if I don't ever get to be on the show again, I just it would be at one point nice to tell the modern day version Top Gun of you buzzing the tower on a departure at a Coronado. Oh, but maybe dear. that's not appropriate right now. So, <laughs> but should buzz the tower. Well, it was near his no, retirement. Make it quick, because you know, it was here near his retirement, was it not? Okay, you yeah. go ahead, but make it quick, because then I have a retort. Okay, so his middle son, my youngest son, and I ran out. When thank- I was at the depot. At the depot, thankfully, in Coronado. He's like, hey, you want- I'm, I'm going to go fly this plane that just got rebuilt and looks like something out of the, should be in the used car lot. So he goes, hey, do you want to go? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, still, like later years career, we're not going to miss an opportunity to watch him fly. So we go out there and watch him get in the jet and close the canopy. And it's still as cool as it was in 1998 and whenever we got to see it for the first time. And all these planes are taking off certain direction in Coronado. 
Well, his jet rolls out to the runway, the perpendicular which runway, which is a different direction. <laughs> so we're looking at Anthony, and I'm looking at Kai, little Kai, and we're looking at each other like, well, how does that work? And Anthony's kind of shrugging his shoulders with a typical grin that he always has on his face, and yeah. full afterburner rotates and comes ridiculously close to where we're standing up at the top of this building, and we notice that there's. Eight, 10, 12 guys have also come out to the from their usual stations out in North Island, Coronado, to watch this. So we're like, something's a little bit unique and different than every other <laughs> aircraft. And sure enough, this thing comes so close, roaring over the tops of our heads and sets off pretty much every alarm <laughs> of the cars that were parked. And Anthony looks at us and we're all chuckling. He goes, oh, yeah. He's in trouble. <laughs> Did you right. get in trouble for that? No, for it the records. Precious, it's, I have you in charge. It's, no, it's he not. was in charge it's at not. the time. Nobody's above the rules. It's runway mm. two seven. Now, if you look at a map at North Island, you have a one eight three six, which is north and south runway, and an east west runway. Yeah. And the east west runway, good beer, thank you, Rocky, points <laughs> you right into Point Loma. And mm. so the course rules state: as soon as safely airborne, turn south. Well, it's not my fault your building was right under my flight path to turn south. It was a beautiful turn. <laughs> he turned very hard to the south, and it was full afterburner. And when we got home later, his wife, with a big-eyed, incredulous look, goes, what was that? <laughs> she goes, you heard that? The whole island heard that. Uh, it I'm was just a beautiful, beautiful memory. Like, it shouldn't yeah. have happened, but I'm so glad that it did. At the sunset because of its career, too. It was just a beautiful, beautiful memory. It was just a beautiful, beautiful memory. It was just a beautiful, beautiful memory. It was just a beautiful, beautiful memory.